0: Welcome to The Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Today, we're going to talk about how to be visible in a remote work environment. Now, if you're not working remote, then don't leave us yet. You will find some good nuggets in this episode as well that apply even if you're not working remotely. But I wanted to do this episode specifically during this time because many of you are working remotely and you might have noticed that you're not as visible to senior leaders right now or key stakeholders in the organization because you're not running into them in the hallway, because they don't see you at work, because you're not meeting them for lunch. There's just, just also less chit-chat at the beginning or at the end of meeting. So there are fewer natural social interactions in a remote setup and that has a side effect to it. So what are some tips, some simple strategies that you can do to be more proactive and more visible and stand out even when working remote so that when it comes down to new opportunities or promotion or whatever else that you might be interested in that your name comes up because people remember you, they know you're doing great work and your good reputation precedes you. So let's dive in. In 2018, Indeed did a survey on remote work and found that 37% of employees at companies that allow remote work believe that this work style hinders visibility. And I want to lead with this statistic because the topic of visibility should definitely be on top of mind for you if you're in a remote work environment. This is not just made up self-doubt and negative self-talk. No, in fact... Even though I wished it wasn't so, this is really something to be aware of. Now, it is more prominent in a situation where the majority of people are actually in a physical office and then a few are either in a satellite office or a few people and employees are working remote. For those employees, they have to do more to level the playing field, while today when everyone is working remotely... In most of the organizations, everyone is dealing with that same issue. But nevertheless, this does not mean that you can't stand out from the crowd and do more to be more visible. And that's exactly what I want for you. Because if you've heard me before, my biggest goal is to help compassionate, heart-centered, human-centered leaders like you go further faster and this is just one of the things that you can do right away to stand out and be ready when new opportunities arise. It is also helping you to be perceived as a more effective leader because you're raising your profile with some of those tactics and strategies that we're going to talk about in this episode. Okay, by now you might think, Ramona, I got it. I know it's important, but how do I do it? I'm going to share with you six specific strategies and tactics that you can start doing today. But before I do, I want to make this actionable for you. So if you can, pause for a moment, take a piece of paper and write down five to ten people inside your organization with whom you want to have a better relationship or to whom you want to be more visible to. This is going to take Less than a minute, just write down 5 to 10 names inside the organization and then write down 5 to 10 names outside of the organization and think of people that you appreciate, that you value and relationships that you want to nurture going forward. 5 to 10 people inside the organization, 5 to 10 people outside of the organization Open up a notes tab on your computer, take a piece of paper, write down those names. Or if you're listening to this episode on the go, do this when you get back at your desk, write it down so that you're taking an action based on this episode, because that is what will get you resolved. And that's what I'm here to help you do. Okay, so let's dive in. Strategy number one is soft touches. Soft touches are short check-ins, such as a quick voicemail, a quick text message, a short email. And ideally, you share some kind of resource or you give a quick update on a project that you're working on or you're closing the loop on something that you've discussed with that person before. But you're not just saying, hey, how are you doing? That would not be a valuable soft touch. You want to check in and provide some kind of value to the other person. When I do this, I either share a link, I tell them I read a book and thought about them, or I read a quote and thought about them, or I might have a resource for them, or if the opportunity arises, I might ask them if they want to be introduced to someone in my network, which I believe could turn into a fruitful connection. Regardless of what it is, it's not just a, hey, how are you doing? It's actually checking in, adding value, but making it quick and short. The second strategy is to send a weekly update or bi-weekly update to summarize accomplishments and important updates to your key stakeholders. So here is what this could look like. Every Friday or every other Friday or at the end of each month, you spend 10-15 minutes on crafting an email that lists out recent accomplishments, things that were completed, milestones achieved or bigger meaningful tasks being executed. And then you're also giving a quick outlook of what's next and you can leave in a couple of questions as well. Now, what happens when you send an update meeting Now, I often recommend to send a weekly update email to your boss, regardless of whether or not you're working remote. This is simply something that a lot of managers appreciate, even if they're not directly responding to it, but it makes them feel more in the loop. They know what's going on and it raises their awareness of what you're actually working on because your work does not speak for itself. So when it comes to managing up, and we'll talk about that in a future episode in detail, one thing that will help you be more effective in managing up is that you're filtering through the right information in terms of challenges and accomplishments to your boss. So they're having a better idea of what you're actually doing. Now, when it comes to visibility, think broader not just immediate, your immediate manager. And yes, I'd still encourage you to consider sending your manager a weekly or bi-weekly update email. But I encourage you to think broader. Think of other people in the organization that would appreciate being up to date on some of the things that you're working on. For example, are you working on a strategic uh, company-wide initiative? If yes, then Who are some of the key stakeholders or the executive sponsor who would be interested in getting a recurring update beyond the regular project meetings? Because it gives a sense of comfort when they know this person is proactive. Every other Friday or once a month, I know I'm going to get an update email that summarizes all the accomplishments, gives me an update where they stand, and also lists some of the future milestones and possible challenges that they're dealing with. And on that note, think about other projects or work in general that you're doing where someone else other than your boss has an interest to staying up to date on what's going on. Look at the list of the 5 to 10 people that you might have written down or do this when you sit down and write those names on your list. Who on this list would have an interest in getting a status update on some of your work? And once you've identified this... Now I would invite you to block out a 15 to 25 minute block on your calendar every Friday or every other Friday to write update emails to your boss and other key stakeholders. If you'd like to have a template of what an update email could look like, then send me a message at Ramona at RamonaShaw.com and I'll send that over to you right away. Moving on to tip number three. This is about acknowledging others. So keep your eyes and ears open to find opportunities to explicitly acknowledge your team for good work in meetings, in emails, or over chat. And I mean to acknowledge them in front of them, but also to acknowledge and praise good work towards your boss and towards other key stakeholders. Not only should acknowledgement, appreciation, and praise be a given and something that you do frequently because it's a human need to be acknowledged, respected and valued and a core driver of employee motivation. But it also raises your profile. It raises your profile as a leader to your team, but also towards others because they see the good work that your team is able to accomplish. And some of the credit goes to you very naturally as the leader of this team. So look out for those opportunities when and where and with whom can you share a piece of good news of something that your team did of appreciating someone and praising them. Okay, tip number four is to expand team meetings in a remote work environment. It's easy to focus on your immediate tasks, right? What are the things that I need to get done? How do I help my team? I'm going to have one-on-ones with each team member. I'm going to have team meetings. I'm meeting with my boss. And then I'm doing my own work and I'm involved in project meetings and so forth. But what's often missing in a remote setup is that the information that naturally flows between teams because they run into each other in the hallway or because they meet up for lunch or they have coffee together that doesn't happen anymore so think about the teams and the people that work with your team and where a combined team meeting or a update from a person would be valuable for your team because information flow is often hindered in a remote setup we need to recreate it by thinking not just up and down the organization but also sideways if you're not sure what the team could be or who that person could be who could come and join your team meeting for a quick update on what they're working on to foster alignment and connection with other departments or other teams in the organization, then I would encourage you to ask your team and say, hey, I'm thinking of bringing in someone to our team meeting who could give us a quick update on what they're doing. And I'm curious from what you like to hear most, what would be most valuable to you right now? And I bet they'll come back with some ideas on who that could be, a team or a person who could join you all. This shouldn't be a one-off effort. And it actually also doesn't just apply to a remote work environment. This is a good practice to put in place, even once everyone's back in the office. It is your role as the leader to make sure information flows fluidly uh, between your team and other teams so that everyone has what they need. And that just requires a little bit of proactive work in getting it set up and thinking about who to bring in. And I encourage you to do this right now if you're not already doing this on a regular basis. Tip number five is to do regular check in So actually Tip number five is to do regular check-ins. Meeting with key stakeholders and your boss's peers, for example, or your peers on a regular basis. And even if that's just 15 minutes once a month, that simple touch point and showing up in their calendar will raise your visibility. And when you speak, it will give you a chance to advocate for yourself, to speak about your work, to Ask them questions about their work to get their ideas, their insights. And of course, this is also a great opportunity to praise your team. But the idea of a regular check-in with other people than your direct line manager is to receive and give information to other people and to raise your profile with them as well. If your main goal is to get promoted... One of the things to keep in mind is that your manager is likely not the only person involved in making the decision on whether or not you're getting promoted. There's either a committee or there are a group of people who will have to approve or will be part of the discussion of whether or not this is the right time for you to get the promotion. And the more that you do the upfront work with raising your profile and demonstrating to them What you're able to do and and how you're showing up, the easier it'll be for your boss to make the case and get approval for your promotion. Now, the last tip is to step up and look and ask for opportunities to collaborate with others in the organization. Think about initiatives, interest groups, volunteer opportunities. And other things where you can connect with people that you would usually not work with, where you can demonstrate your leadership skills and become more visible because you're part of something that's beyond your immediate scope of work. And I specifically said, step up and ask. So don't just wait and sit back for the opportunity to come to you. Ask for specific opportunities. When you do regular check-ins with key stakeholders, this is also a great time to say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about getting involved in in interest groups or volunteer opportunities or company-wide initiatives. Is there something that you can think of where I could be a great value add? And if not, maybe just keep in mind that if something does come up, know that I'd love to know about it and be part of it. It is demonstrating that you go the extra mile. It's demonstrating that you're enthusiastic and ambitious and you want more. That will make the difference and raise your profile and it will make you more visible inside the organization, whether or not you're working remotely. Now we've gone over six specific things that you can do to become more visible in the organization. Here's what I would recommend. If you actually did write down the names of the 5 to 10 internal people and the 5 to 10 external people, then go back to this list and next to each name, write down which of those six tactics you want to apply. Is it that you want to do a soft touch? Is this a person who would appreciate a weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly update email? Is this a person where I could show acknowledgement and appreciation? Is this a person who I could bring into a team meeting? Is this someone where I should schedule and ask for a regular check-in? And lastly, is this someone where I could ask for opportunities to be involved in initiatives, interest groups, or other volunteer opportunities? And then let's get to work. I promise you that when you follow through, and you apply one of those six tactics to each person on your list, your profile will rise and there's a high chance that new opportunities will come your way. Now, before I end this episode, I want to give you one final thought. I was recently interviewed by a podcast host and the question was along the lines of what do you wish you had known when you first started your career? And my answer to this was that I wished I had prioritized my career more often over my job. Now early in my career I was very heads down, all focused, I was very heads down, focused on my to-do list, wanting to get stuff done and meet my goals. When I got invited to a networking event or when there was an opportunity to attend a conference, I would look at it and then look at my to-do list and think there's no way I can make it to this event. I got too many things to do. But that was a faulty belief because 80% 80% of positions are filled through referrals and networks. And if we keep in mind that average median tenure at an organization is around 3.8 years, which is not a lot, it's not like it used to be where someone would be with an organization for 20, 30, 40 years. Now, in this environment, it is a lot more important to not just build your internal network, but also your external network and when there is an opportunity to build your external network even if that means it's going to slow you down on getting your tasks done then jump on it invest in your career at that point point. and this is also why I asked you to write down five to ten people outside of your network so you're not just raising your visibility within the organization but you're also raising it within your network When opportunities arise and a new job opens or an opportunity to speak at an event or to participate in something else that's exciting, you want people to know what you're about, what you care for, what your strengths are, what you can bring to the table. And they won't know that unless you're in touch with them and you have a conversation relationships going. So fostering relationships inside your network, but outside of your organization is equally important. And that marks the end of the episode. Now, if you got something valuable out of this, I'd love if you could head over to your podcast host and write a review. Reviews really are how this podcast can reach more people. Reviews are really important, especially as I'm just starting this podcast, and it will help other people find this information as well so that they can, too, benefit from some ideas and best practices and templates and resources to go further, faster. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.